it's and this got into stuff like how many clicks does it take to to unsubscribe from Amazon Prime? Uh, how hard is it to delete your Facebook account? I thought you were going to ask how many clicks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll pop. <laughs> Tootsie, it's, we all we all know it's three. We all already know that. <laughs> that owl's a dick. <laughs> okay, it's way too late. I've drank way too much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of PHP Ugly. This is episode 104. I'm Tom Rideout, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Eric Van Johnson. Hello, fellow Americans from your northern brother, Canada. And, of course, as always, John Congdon. Hello, hello. Can't say as always. I miss like half the episodes. Yeah, but we're working really hard to avoid that by guilt tripping you. Yeah, that's uh, it's doing all right. This is, uh, I think, our first international PHP ugly. No, mm. Epi- episode episode oh. ep- our fifty second. Yeah, our, our one our year. One year. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, Aussie boy on. That's that's true. Yeah, that's nice true. try. You you tr- you travel internationally, and all of a sudden, this is like I, all you now. It's the only reason I did it. Was so that we could have an international version of PHP Ugly, but you know now now it's just a wasted trip. Yeah, and of course, what's he doing? He's sitting there drinking Starbucks, Starbucks. the internationalist of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Vancouver, baby, Vancouver. What are you doing in Vancouver, Eric? Uh, not much. Drinking, duh. Not not as much as I I planned on going to a meetup up here and. And all sorts of things, but uh, yeah, now I'm just hanging out with the wife and doing some exploring. So that, that uh, part, I, that part, I'm still confused on. It's a very short trip. You're only there for a handful of days with mm-hmm. your wife, mm-hmm. and yet you were still going to go to a meetup. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, that was that was actually one of one of the main ob- objectives to come up here is to meet meet the Vancouver peeps, uh, maybe pimp a little wave PHP at them, and. And see if they, uh, if uh, what, what all, what all was what all up here, but that 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 fell through because you know these Canadians can't coordinate correctly. I don't know what the story is with them. Yeah, but at least they feel bad about it. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of I'm sorry's. No, Rebecca, um, my wife came with me when we went to uh, New York City for Laracon last year, and we didn't plan anything out. We we literally just like. From one day to the other, like between conference uh, conference talks and everything, we just did stuff. Like we didn't think about what we were doing. We, I would just get back from the conference and say, "Okay, let's go somewhere," and we'd leave. So we had such a good time. It's kind of this whole trip is kind of like that. Like we have an idea of places we wanted to try to check out, but from day to day, we have no plan. So it's literally like we wake up and like, "Okay, how are we feeling? Do we want to go here? Do we want to go there?" That's kind of what we've been doing. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm still sort of working. Like I, you know, I'm taking meetings here and there, and I'm talking to clients. But for the most part, we just kind of get out there. And Vancouver is a very walkable city, and we just walk somewhere and and see what's there and do things. We're having a lot of fun. Awesome. And I know one of our contractors is up there. Kaylin is. Have you gotten to spend time with him yet? Having dinner with him tomorrow night. Yep. Having dinner with uh, with Kaylin tomorrow, 
Uh, also meeting up with uh, Sean from Larachat. He's going to join us as well, and we're going to go grab a bite to eat. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I like how you worked that. You got everybody into one dinner so that you could see him and then leave. That's. <laughs> I, I think Kaylin appreciates it too. I don't. I don't Kaylin can only handle so much one on one with me. He, he likes to have witnesses around. So that, uh, yeah, yeah, he's super unique in that way. <laughs> but Vancouver's Vancouver's pretty cool. I, I've I've got to admit, I've um, it, it takes a. It, I, I'm constantly having to remind myself that I'm not in the U.S. So every time I go to pay for some, like we took a. Uh, a uh, aqua bus today which is a little like a uh, ferry that runs runs around and i went to pay the guy and he's like oh he's like um it would actually be cheaper if you have a credit card because you know i'm like oh that's right because you guys have that fake money that's not real money and i have this american dollar i'm sorry so i've been using uh, i've been using my card for just about everything because it handles the the translation or, or the exchange rate um you know, seamlessly. And I tweeted about today, I'm loving it up here. I've only run into one place so far that doesn't have tap to pay. Everybody else is like almost prefers you to tap your card as opposed to pulling out a credit card. But even it, it, like the first day I, I hadn't realized this. So I kept bringing out my card and no, they won't take your card anywhere. They make you hold on to the, the card. And they go get their little machine and they bring it to you and you have to stick your card in. You have to type in your 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 tip, and I mean, it's. I think that's pretty cool. And then I realized that those machines were all tap to pay, and so I've been using tap to pay ever since. Which you know, it's I love that. But you still don't have that on your watch, right? So you have to pull your phone out. I got to pull my phone out. Not only did I have to pull my phone out, but I open up. I open up. Uh, I'm using. So I have the Samsung, and I have the option of using the Samsung Pay. But I, I'd rather use the Google Pay because it had some better rewards on it at the time. Um, but I pull it up and I tell it what card to use. And I know what's going to ask me for my PIN. I know it does it every time. But there's no way to enter your PIN ahead of time. There's no way to say, hey, I'm about to do a transaction. Let me give you my PIN. No, you have to tap it. It then says, enter your PIN. Meanwhile, the retailer says, oh, there was a problem. You need it to happen again. I'm like, yeah, no, I know there's not a problem. I just have to put in my PIN. And then you put your PIN in and then you tap it again. So annoying. It's yeah, so, so annoying. For, for the Android Pay? Yeah. Hmm. I think the Apple version uses the Face ID and the Touch ID for that stuff. Yeah, I don't even have the option of the Touch. I have Touch ID on a lot of the apps I have on my phone, but not the not the Android. It's not called Android Pay anymore. I think it's called Google Pay or G Pay or something like that. But yeah, it bounces all over the place. I thought G it switched. Money. Yeah, I thought it switched so... to Android Pay. But anyway, so I had that issue on my on my watch because I use my watch for tap to pay a lot, and I realized I have to put my pin in to unlock my watch, and that annoyed me for a long time until I realized, oh, it's because I take it off at night when I put it back on. If I don't do anything with the watch until I go to pay for something, then I have to put it in. So now I started, I put my watch on, enter my pin so that I can do other stuff on my watch throughout the day. And when I go to pay, I, I don't have to enter it. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have it on my watch. And I'm really envious of the fact that you do. Yeah. Oh, well. Time for a new watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I, I got to say. Because pulling like, your phone out of your pocket is hard work. I mean, it takes a lot I mean, really, of... Really, it's ridiculous. It's it's absurd. Why why do we even carry phones? 
we have watches on our wrists. It's crazy. <laughs> but, I'm excited. I'm uh, upgrading my phone tomorrow. What are you getting? You are? Uh, S9 Plus. Oh, you're going with the uh, Samsung, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> Any reason you, know, you chose that specific phone? I have my Note 4 still from, I God, what was it, 1870-something? 1875, 18... It's it's a little old. Um, and it's been paid off for like two years now because mm-hmm. I got it back when you could do the, the eight-year payment plan or whatever they allowed. So mm-hmm. looking for something that's comparable as far as the user experience, and that's essentially my option. So it's that Rebecca, or an iPhone. So the, the wife has, has, a, has a Note 5. You said you had a Note 4? Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the wife has a Note Five, and uh, I was just telling her I'm looking to upgrade her, but I think I'm going to put her on the Pixel Two when it comes out because Pixel Three. I've considered Pixel, that. Oh uh, yeah, Pixel Three. I, I tell you, Thomas, I am so envious of uh, John's Pixel experience that you know when when I when I got my eight, I was I was in a pinch. I had to get something. Actually, my my phone had died. I was in Arizona, went to the AT&T store, and I had it in mind that I was going to go ahead and get a Pixel because I was I was happy I was happy with the experience that John was having with his Pixel, but unfortunately they didn't sell the Pixels at the AT&T store. I'm like, okay, well, you know, the S8 had just come out, so I, I had gotten that. But I tell you, that's that's to this day one of the things that Apple really kills it with with their iphone is that pure os experience on the device and no clutter i i think uh and no third-party apps and no control over your own data so that's that's the thing i liked switching from the s7 to the pixel and my pixel is having some issues now and i don't know if it's around hardware or software probably resetting it would do a world of good but i'm waiting until what i assume is going to be october for pixel 3 to come out i've heard amazing things about the pixel 2 but knowing that it's only a few months away from another release so i'm just gonna skip the two and go to the three yeah Yeah, and i would wait for the pixel 3 but it's not an option for financing it through my phone contract really you have to you have to with the pixel phones you have to outright buy them so it's just slammed i don't think so I, i think there are carriers that carry them now uh, if you go through Google as a carrier, I think oh. even then you're still required to pay in full at once. Hmm. Um, that's that's one of Google's models. I think they don't want to get into the leasing or or lending business quite yet. Hmm. Yeah, can't really uh, blame them there. Yeah, you know, I, I don't blame them. I don't want to. I don't want to be in the borrowing business, but it's uh, sort of mandatory for me. <laughs> but it's you know I'm. I'm happy with what I've seen of the the S9 Plus, and it's a very pretty phone and does everything I need. It's yeah, it's, I've heard it's good not an Apple. About it. I, I, I got to say, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my S8 too. Uh, I'm not complaining. I actually, don't complain too much about it. I, I like it. I like it just fine. It's it's cool. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy with my Note 4. If it weren't for the the fact that it just can't handle web pages anymore, it it can't handle basic functionality because it's such a slow processor now. Yeah. Really? Well, and, and this this was actually what John and I talked about in the past is I, I think all the phones have pretty much like if you buy the higher end phone, the the S nine in this case or the Pixel three when it comes out, they've all kind of topped off on 
processor power and what they can do. I mean, yeah, maybe you'll squeeze a couple more, you know, cycles out of the newest, latest, but it's not a noticeable difference where everything is kind of on par with one another. Well, both of my boys have uh, the Samsung J7, which is... J7? Yeah, it's their, yeah. like, discount they have, line. They it's have a basic, whole J line. <laughs> yeah, it's basically $250, and it's... The, both of them, they're significantly better than my current phone, just because you can't get a CPU older than my phone anymore. So yeah. they've got nice, fast phones that are fully featured. I, I couldn't tell you practically what the difference is, except it's probably something to do with the incredibly high-end cameras versus uh eh, camera. Yeah, and I, I got both my daughters the J-Series, and again, it, right. it's just not that, not that much of a difference. And I would totally get the From J-Series a 250... phone. From a two fifty, two hundred fifty dollar phone to like six, seven, eight hundred dollar phone, there's not it's better much difference. Than my, yeah, it's better than well, my Note Four, and that's. I mean, that's the, the first thing I'm going to notice Note is 4, if it's better yeah. than what I've been using. I, and, but, and to my defense, uh, John, I, I'm also not using it every day, so you know, I my my exposure to their J phones basically when they bought it, installing some apps and and seeing how well it worked. So I don't know if I under the scrutiny of my heavy usage of a phone day after day, if I would notice things, but, but for kids, it's perfect. I mean, no, no reason to, to buy anything more. Yeah. And, and my only issue with the J series phones is that, uh, I'll be damned if I have the same model phone as my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you've, you went this long with an older phone. Wait, I no, will I'm pay just, three gonna... times as much. I will pay three times as much yeah. just to have the, the, the higher end phone. Just just to show them, hey, did you see here where the screen curves on the edge? Isn't that cool? What's your phone do? Oh, it doesn't do that? Bummer. You should get a job. <laughs> Wait, how long have they had their J-Series phone? Uh, my been... son managed to destroy his within four months. My oldest and my youngest has had his for three months. Okay, so... Three and four months, and so they've been saying that to you for this long. Well, their phones immediately got cracked, and then <clears throat> it's a whole thing. But Kids, my they break my oldest, everything. My, he he turned his into an art piece because the screen cracked, and he figured that there was no fixing that, so we would have to get him a new phone. So he got together with some friends, and they disassembled it by force. Ugh. Well, why not? Yeah. So now his access to his Xbox is limited, and he can't have a lock on his bedroom door, and all sorts of, you know, it's it's one of those situations where you have to pull up the websites, and they're like, "What are the parenting tips for this level of teenager? How do you punish fifteen-year-olds? Because it's different than eight, and <clears throat> and it, that's when you start to get to the depressing side of the internet, where it's like, "Oh, you can't punish teenagers? Cool. <laughs> you can't punish anybody." You really Kids can't punish. You can't punish teenagers. It's uh, that's because they'll shoot you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, teenagers are too. crazy. Fortunately, mine mine are not that crazy, but they are really good at being unpleasant. I don't on know purpose. the I I don't know the details, but there was somebody what this week, teenager shot his dad. <laughs> Jesus, Jeez. that's uh, scary. That's Sorry, fast. didn't didn't mean to bring the show down. You never mean to, John. You never mean I just, to. I just always do. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to lately? 
I know Probably we Vancouver. know Erickson. We've already gone over yeah. that. Thomas, what have you got going on? I, <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about Vancouver. I've been gauging in the the um, exciting world of being an adult and borrowing against your 401k. Ooh. Been there, you say that. that but... I have no credit. And I mean, there's, my... there's nothing Wait. wrong with it because you're paying yourself back. Right, and you well, get interest. You're, when you pay interest on it, that interest is also going into your account as well. So, like yours, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's so, nothing wrong with that. So, I need a car because my wife is going on a road trip with all three kids this summer, mm-hmm. and it occurred to me that I could borrow against my own four hundred one k and get enough money to get a car. So now I'm in the used car shopping sphere. Which is Car- bizarre. CarMax, man. I, I, not that they're a sponsor of the show or anything, but I, I can't talk well enough about CarMax. We've gotten our last, what, three, four cars from CarMax and haven't had a problem with them. It's such a pleasant experience now. It's I, I've, I'm running into a strange situation, which is that one of my best options is a Mercedes C-Class. Really? That's your best option? I shit you not. I shit you not. They are... It is the second highest rated car I've been able to find under 200,000 miles and with no known issues, no, you know, regular maintenance problems. The thing is that people buy a C-Class Mercedes and then when it's not the cool one anymore, it loses all of its value and goes straight down to $5,000. I'm going to tell you right now, buddy. You you go that route. You're talking about expensive bills the first time something goes wrong. Those German cars. I've looked into that too, right. and that's that's true if you take it to the dealership. If you but take if you it to have... a reputable repair right. shop, yes. <laughs> but if you take it to a repair shop who handles, let's say, five thousand dollar value cars, it's actually not that bad. I've been doing the research, and I think it's pissing my wife off that like my best option is a luxury car and she's got the the minivan <laughs> so but... pretty soon she's gonna have the luxury car and you're gonna have the minivan oh god exactly yeah 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 that's exactly what's gonna happen just like i don't have the sdphp mobile anymore i have <laughs> the 07 volvo the volvo no-go <laughs> well, i keep seeing stuff like jeep liberty and i, I pulled consumer reports and Consumer Reports is like, yeah, that thing's a death trap. And, you know, one of our concerns is that we have a nearly driving age child and we don't want to buy a death trap. So there's always something. There's always some issue where so, I look at a, a Consumer Reports or whatever and it's just like... So, so you're telling me right now your justification is that your driving age child, when, when they get their license, will be driving the Mercedes? I mean, that's one of them. <laughs> that's, that's it's, a mercedes, it's a mercedes and then a death trap well we have the minivan or the mercedes if he and, and it's nice to it's nice to think of of saying like you know this is a nice car if you screw if you screw up even in the slightest bit i will murder you mm. like that's a good thing to have to hang over a kid's head right yeah see how well that works sure. for you no it's i like when know. i was when i was Learning to drive it, I got to drive the, either the minivan or the Mustang. Ooh. Minivan, 
or Mustang. Right, right. See, you just proposed to me that I was a crazy person for, for providing the exact same situation that you were put in as a child. <laughs> it's either the minivan or the sports car. What are you, crazy? Also, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's the stories I have. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> well, so, I mean, one of my things was I, I had to call my mom and say, like, hey, I'm taking out a chunk of my 401k is that stupid will you co-sign for me (laughs) (laughs) that's how i got the mustang the first time and no she will never co-sign again um no but it's it turns out i think this it's important for for people who are my age to know who are starting their retirement kind of thing or if you're younger and you're reluctant to put away 200 bucks per paycheck for your retirement it's not gone you can borrow against it, and when you do, you pay yourself back plus the interest, and it's it's a great way of... But how does that work? Because when I borrowed, I, I mean, I took money out of my IRA, so it wasn't a 401k at the time. <clears throat> I had to have the money back in within, I want to say, the year, otherwise I paid a, a big penalty on it. For me, they... it is the 401ks. Yeah, uh, for my I've, 401k, I've... they just take it straight out of my paycheck... The, the whatever the additional loan amount is straight out of my paycheck every week and I don't get to argue it at all. Yeah, that, that's how mine was too. But but I mean, you do have a shorter window to pay it back, but it's not a year. It's like, I mean, it's like a regular loan. It's like two years or three years or whatever. But Yeah, I, this one is for, I believe, three years. Yeah. Um, but I can go up to four years on it. Hmm. Oops. Nice. But yeah, I, I had no, I had no I, idea. I happened to be in a, in a good situation where I was buying the house. I needed a down payment and knew I had money coming in from a house I was selling so I could borrow the money and then have the money to pay it back. So, so you were just using it to kind of float until you got the... Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. So I yep. could put the money back in without the penalty. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad system. I really i am glad that it's there for me when I need it. Mm-hmm. And when I started with my 401k, it, it didn't really occur to me that this was an option for using it. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> So, uh, so you guys might have noticed, John, you you obviously know, but um, I tweeted uh, this week about how we at Diego Dev, it's such a weird feeling, but we we finished a project. Or, I mean, the project, is the, the, the app that we built is still alive and existing. We just, it was a Greenfield app that a, a client brought us on for. It was, there was literally no code base. There was nothing. We, we did you know, requirements gathering. We built this thing from the ground up. Um, the whole time we're building it, like the last, uh, we, we've been building it for like two years, maybe a little longer than two years. And the last year and a half, when, as we're getting, the, we saw the kind of the finish line approaching, they started ramping up an internal development team to take over the day-to-day management of the application and we finally reached like that finish line where we finished it up. We 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 did everything we needed to do, and you know it was just a matter of giving them the keys to the kingdom and say, okay, it's it's yours now. And and it was wow. done. It was like now when you when you pretty much exactly this, two years. I when you tweeted about up. this, you said sad but satisfying. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, it was like it's watching your it's watching your kids grow up and like take their own wings we we built this thing and it went through a lot of turmoil i mean i think we talked about it on the show before this is the one where 
we built this thing in, in Vue.js and thought it was amazing. Uh, got to do some really cool stuff with it, but because they brought in their own team and I, we don't know the level of programmer, but they all had jQuery experience. They had us basically rewrite everything from Vue.js to jQuery. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it it was their application. That was their call. It's it's what they wanted. They they paid us for an extra, what, six months to to do the transition. Mm Mm-hmm. And our team did a a great job, but it's it's done. We we moved on this month. So do you feel like, do you feel like this is a marketing point for Diego Dev? Like, where you can say, "Hey, this is a finished thing." No, it, not but... really, because there's there's nothing for, for anybody to see. It, it was a completely internal app to this company. I mean, we 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 still use them. We've used them as a reference in the past, and we'll continue to use them as a reference in the future. But it's as not long like as they, uh, they allow us. Yeah, it's not like, hey, go to this site. You see this site? We built that site. We still can't do that, unfortunately. But do you, do you it, think you'll get connections like in the industry though through the CTO or CEO or whoever's? You think they're throwing know, I, business I hope your so. way? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We, you know, we we're definitely going to miss the contract from a financial perspective. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it just felt good to to finish it. I mean, we've worked on so many projects that have had false starts, or you know, we've rolled off before the project's completed, or. You know, whatever the case may be, we have we have the, our main client. You know, our main clients now have these long-running applications that you know we continue to contribute to. But it wasn't there was no start and finish, so it's it's oddly satisfying. But you know, yeah. So hey, you guys, you, you guys need a a a project completion flower basket thing. One of those like Cracker Barrel blocks of cheese. A stack of your business cards, a bunch of Diego Dev stickers, and some kind of plaque that said, you know, project completed on May 1st. We need, we need to be one of those companies that create their own awards and then give right, it to ourselves. Right, and then gives it to your customers. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is our award for us. We're giving it to you. That's the hard part. We don't want to finish a project. We do and we don't. It's nice having the clients we have that are long running, that they basically have worked for us almost infinitely it's not hey let's get this up and running and then you're done mm-hmm. uh, so those are nice clients to have but finishing a project is just it's a weird feeling we, yeah, it's I, not something we've had to experience really i i can kind of empathize with that i mean i have i had an issue today where i was real low on projects and i hit up my boss and said hey you got any some something cool and he sent me something I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is going to take some time. It might take a day and a half, two days, whatever. And a half hour later, I was like, yeah, it turned out to be uh, really easy. <laughs> so I was like, yay, it's done, but I'm I'm bored again. <laughs> but they're still paying you, so that's a good thing. They do, I'm yeah, sorry, they do you, keep you, paying you. You get paid regardless, so that, that's nice. You, know, you, you get your 40 hours, whether they use you or not. Yeah, but I can only do so much Reddit without getting myself into trouble. <laughs> now, we did start another Greenfield mm-hmm. app for a, our existing client. Um, and kind of the exciting thing about that is I, I, I played my CTO card with the team on this one and went the direction of Tailwind for the front-end uh, development. Gotta I like say, Tailwind. I gotta say, 
pretty excited about it. I'm not a front-end developer, and I struggle with it every time. I've I've been using Bootstrap for years, and you know everything everything looks very generic Bootstrap that I do on the front end. But I decided to give Tailwind a go. Not only give Tailwind a go, but take an existing uh, site marketing site that the client had, and you know just start to adjust my Tailwind implementation to mimic that marketing site as closely as possible. I was super excited with what I did and I did it within like, you know, like a day. Like I think it took me a weekend to completely convert And the site was existing. This Greenfield app, we had implemented um, a front end framework for it. So I had to pull that out and and move it over. Um, But I think it took me a weekend. And when I went to the team on Monday and said, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. I'm really happy, really satisfied with the progress I'm making. I think I'm going to go this way. I was actually super surprised to see how much pushback I got from everybody on it. Um, nobody was especially excited at the idea of using Tailwind. And a couple of the people who like are we consider our front-end people really had pushback on it. Jason? So, hey, no, no, no hey. names. Now I bring I I bring it up because I when I first found Tailwind I was super hyped about it I I looked at it and I was like this thing is really cool you you sort of you write your own version of Tailwind like you write your own version of your whole site before you do anything like what does a button look like what does this and that look like and just the way that the documentation for Tailwind works it guides you in this direction that I hadn't seen front end stuff work before and I brought mm-hmm. it into the IRC channel and Jason said oh yeah it's it's just like these three things glued together. Mm-hmm. And I went, yeah, but they're glued together already. That's that's the good. Well, part. So well, so Eric, not to cut you off, but at crepes this morning, you should have heard all the hype around Tailwind and all the excitement. Oh really? From oh, really? Jason. Yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. See? So they're all they're all excited about it now. <laughs> yeah. So so it, yeah, I, I I did give them the option. Well, not option so much. I I said, listen, take you know two three days. Everybody convert a section. Jason Jason was obviously my bigger target because he, he's one of our main friend guys. I'm like, listen. And he's can... sharp. I mean, he is fucking sharp. Let's, let's not hype him too much. He's okay. He's all right. He, he's shaved off his uh, his uh, mustache Wait, handlebars. So he's, you know, he's not as hipster really? as he used to be. But no, nah, well, that's, a... that's bad news. You dock his pay. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Sorry, but, we employ but... graybeards here? What's that? We employ graybeards here. I'm afraid you're gonna you're gonna need to start growing oh, that thing back. Look at all this gray I got in this thing already. I mean, just already, there's a lot of gray in there. This has got to be. But yeah, me. I had I had Jason and I because had um, each of the developers. Both who of these guys are frozen at the same time. Different pieces. So I, I, must I had be them frozen. Say, you know convert their pieces to Tailwind, and yeah, within a week, I think everybody everybody started to warm up to it, and then by the next week. You can yep. see that there's started to be an appreciation for Tailwind, everybody liking it, and yeah, now it's like uh, according to John, there's there's some hype around Tailwind now. But yeah, everybody warmed up to Tailwind, uh, and it sounds like John says that uh, yeah, there's some hype around it now, so I'm excited. Now, to be fair, and we should be clear, Tailwind isn't a CSS framework like Bootstrap or anything. It's uh, what, what do they call it, Thomas? A utility. A utility framework, uh, uh, like a front-end utility framework. It's it's you you yep. build out your rules for what everything looks like, and then it compiles it into a style sheet for you. 
Um, and, and it's really component-based. Like, you, you, if you check out the Tailwind docs, it says, yeah, if you want a button, then you start here, and here's the things you modify to make it your own. Um, yeah, it's called, it's called a utility-first CSS framework is, is hmm. how it's categorized. So it's, uh, I've been real happy with it. Again, I'm not a big front-end guy, but if I'm able to do what I'm able to do with it, I can only imagine what my front-end people are going to be able to do with it. And uh, I, I'm I'm happy with it. I hope it I hope it uh, sticks around for a while because it's going into the Screenfield app now. Yeah, the <laughs> thing awesome. I liked about it was the universality of it, where it said if you have a button, they all look this way. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's so, typical of a framework. I don't know. I yeah. don't do front end. I'm moving us on. I brought up crepes, and we were talking about Tailwind there. And I know I talked to you, Eric, about this, but I had the most interesting experience this morning walking into the crepe shop. We always have our table set up. They always have a craft of coffee ready for us to go. Coffee cups for each person because they know we're going to be there. Uh, there are two people up at the register ordering their crepes. I go to sit at our normal spot and there's a Coke sitting there. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> I go to start putting my bag down and the guy looks back at me and he's like, oh, we're sitting there. So I thought it was, is it the chamber or there's some other group that... Is there yeah. one Thursday a morning or one Thursday yeah, a month? Business, com- big business chamber commerce or something like that. Yeah. W- whatever chamber it is. Commerce. So I happen to say to the woman as I'm kind of walking past her, I'm like, oh, we're here every other or all the other Thursdays except for when you're here. And I go and sit at another table and start talking to them across the restaurant. Like, oh, are you with the chamber of commerce? And she said, no. I'm like, Oh, but you're here once a month? And she said, John's oh, no, like, we're... you're not? Get the hell out of my seat there. What the hell are you doing? Well, she tells me she, that they're there just to celebrate somebody's birthday or something. They have a group of nine people showing up. So I'm like, okay. So I kind of sit at this table by myself for a second. And the Elmer, the, the owner's father that works there, talks to me. He's like, John, you're sitting there? I'm like, well, I guess they're sitting over there. Still not sure what's going on. He goes, hang on. So he walks over and tells them, nope, this is their table. Get out. <laughs> he makes them move. Now, to be fair, what he actually said was, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry about this, but that guy over there is a real asshole if he doesn't get his table. <laughs> no, he told him, he goes, no, they're here every Thursday. That's why I was asking you if you're with Eric's group. Because <laughs> that ah. was what he asked. He said, are, are you with Eric's group? And I don't know if they just misunderstood him because of his thick accent. But or, or they lied. Or, possibly. <laughs> but they ended up leaving. Ah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> So we got our table back. And then I felt bad. I'm sitting there by myself at this long table as their entire party shows up. Right. So this is like an eight-foot table? <laughs> no, it's bigger. It's, I don't know how big it is, but it's plenty of room for... Normally Yeah. They set it up for us to seat at least 12. And then, so, I mean, he did fine. He, he set up the tables for them to still have the same setup. But it didn't have the craft of coffee on the table. It didn't have all the coffee cups ready for them to go. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, a, it was so weird. And then when they left, I'm sitting there. And it was like, I don't know where they worked. Or I'm assuming it was a work group. It was all women and, and one guy. And the guy... As I see him leaving, I kind of give him like the head nod, like, "Hey, like, like I, I <laughs> don't, notice." Don't you. fucking come back. 
And he looked at me. Well, that's not what I meant. I was just kind of just saying. No, I know that. I, I I meant more like, hey, thanks for understanding. And he he kind of looked at me like he was looking back at our table. And I just got this weird vibe. Like <laughs> something were you, was weird. Were you still by he, yourself He was probably then? pissed off. No, at, the, at that point, there there was six of us there. Oh, okay. So you, so you had some backup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what, you know what he did immediately afterward? Just called his wife up and said, meet me in the bedroom right now, no questions. <laughs> Power does weird things to a man. Oh, man. It does. I keep telling him we need to buy little velvet ropes for, the, for those tables. Yeah. Or just little a little sign that says this table is reserved for D's. And he actually D's notes. He puts a reserve sign on it, but people people don't just ignore that. They sit down anyways. Oh, I didn't, well, I didn't see one this morning. It but. is it is a crepes place. You know, you can't expect the French to have too much respect for reservations. <laughs> on on another note, so I've had this weird concept, and I told Eric about this before, and I wasn't expecting him to be here tonight, so I was going to share it with you, Thomas. You've seen The Matrix. I'm sure Big you've fan. heard. I'm I'm sure you've listened to. Neil deGrasse Tyson a lot, and you know the whole concept that he he has this theory that maybe we are just a simulation. We're not real. Well, that's a very common theory. Okay, it's it's a theory. So I started thinking about it. If if we are a simulation, and maybe we are a simulation within a simulation within a simulation, what happens when the simulation ends? Well, the point of this, the point of the concept of running it as a simulation is that it doesn't end. But or each, you, one you us, know e- each one of us, each each one of no, us I mean, individually ends. Eh. Right. If eh. if 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 we you're, are a person, you're broaching object within, a very broad it, territory it, with it, me. If we are <laughs> if we are a person object within this application that is still running, that person object disappears. There's so you're, far there's no evidence that we're a person object. And, and you're assuming, but how does the simulation work? Per, be, it, what if it's a simulation for you, John? What if none of us are real? What if you're the only? See, look, look, Thomas is Thomas just disappears on you. I, I <laughs> guess it must be a very weird simulation. I mean, that's, so, that's that's the whole idea behind the simulation. It's like you don't know your simulation, but because you might be the actual object, but everything around you is just a simulation. So where you where you interpret somebody as dying they're not actually dying because they never existed right but so i know i'm oversimplifying this in the person object and from the oop programming language you know we have this person object but what if that's the case what if we are just this object with all of these methods that say okay here's how you act throughout this whole process and it's a, a learning thing so my thing is i think from now on in our objects, in our destruct class, we should let the object know that this was just a simulation. Instead of just blinking them out of existence, they're done. Have some sort of communication to that object saying, thank you for participating, but you are no longer needed. Get out. You're referring to your real-life coding now, like in your yeah, real-life yeah. coding. My real life, in my real-life coding, if, if I have a any sort of class especially if it's modeling life and 
if you are modeling life in a long living process, which by the way, if you come to Wave PHP on training day, you can listen to Tom or Tim Lytle do a whole presentation on long live processes. Those objects need to know that they are no longer needed, but they were a simulation instead of just killing them. Why let yeah, them know? You can't. You can't yeah. communicate with them. You you can have a no op operation or hell, just echo and maybe they'll you, see it. You don't know. It's you don't the know because you're not there. Okay, it's the same reason you that you know? can't talk. It's the same reason that you can't talk to God and God can't talk to you. You're operating in in independent namespaces. If we are but, in the case where we're a simulation, this, in this case, we're God writing simulations. Why can't we no. say? Why can't we let our objects know? We appreciate because your our objects can't comprehend us. We're in the wrong namespace. We're introducing another object that's but, tangible in their universe, but we proving that we don't to, exist. But we are creating them. We should be able to talk within their namespace. Mm. We should but be able to let them know. We should be able to just let them know at the end of their life. Here's what they were, but they're not anymore. So I'll, I'll, boil, I'll boil this whole thing down. John, do you believe in free will? No. Eric. Yes. See, I don't believe in free will at all. I, I think the idea that there's free will is is crazy, given the evidence against it. You, you can't control... You really can't control what you're going to do next. Right. You're going to do it regardless. And, and then, so, when you introduce chaos theory into that, where you say, well, what about if it's not cold that day? Right? Well, the means of calculating whether or not it's cold that day is every individual atom in the environment that we live in. So the means for calculating out the end result of human behavior, human life, et cetera, et cetera, is the mandatory existence and interaction of every atom in the simulation. So to calculate for the world we live in, you have to account for everything in the world we live in. And that's essentially one byte, one bit. And you can break it down further than that, but it merits no benefit when it comes to free will because we're accounting for the natural world. Wow, my my ha ha. What about this scenario? Turned into a very serious conversation. You should have, you should have thought about it more. Think about who you're talking to. You're talking like, to Mister Doom and Gloom. I like I, I your approach, John. I like you your asked, approach. My my whole thing was just supposed to be a funny like. You hey, asked I should, me. I should know of this into all my objects saying, "Hey, you don't, you're not needed anymore," and you're like taking it so seriously. You asked me about the ennui of human existence. Where did you think this was going to go? I don't have any crypto news this week. This is all I have. I need Bitcoin to get back up to 15K. That's all I know. What, is, what toy is it that you're trying to buy? I want to take paragliding lessons. I thought you already did that. No, I, I did a tandem paragliding jump. I went off a cliff with somebody else that was flying, and they let me fly it for like a minute. I want to... For if Bitcoin gets to back to 15k, I can afford to take the lessons and buy the gear I need to be able to fly by myself whenever I want, as long as the wind conditions are correct. Is this some kind of attempt to create ultimate ultimate frisbee? <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, wait, let me see how that be works. Between paragliders, no tackles. Well, you can't tackle anyway. So, oh, that's right. That doesn't work very well. It's one person misses a disc and then it's on the ground. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> uh, question for both of you. The directions you take this show, Thomas. 
I know. I can't help myself. Question for both of you. Have you changed your Twitter passwords? I went through no. and changed them today. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter Twitter sent uh, a message out. If you if you hop on your Twitter account, you'll get a message that says, Hey, it's been a while since you changed your password. You should probably try that out. It's cool. We got this whole interface for it and everything. And that message is displaying for all three hundred and thirty six million users because they found some undisclosed location where passwords were being stored in clear text. That clear text. Else recently too, right? Didn't somebody else uh, realize that they had um, clear text passwords being written to a log file or something? Uh, GitHub. They had okay. a log file that was that happened to our good friend Marcus. He received a what looked suspiciously like a spam email from GitHub, and showed it to all of us, and it. I, I firmly believed it was spam or phishing immediately, but it turns out that they had just enabled logging on something that was clear texting passwords for what, like a half an hour mm-hmm. on, on a local log file, not on something that's even publicly accessible in any way. But they sent an email out to all those users and said, Hey, we goofed. Yeah. But, but this Twitter was, they, they didn't disclose what, what it was doing. Um, Twitter tweeted, as a precaution, consider changing your password on all services where you've used this password. Uh, But that's (laughs) the extent of what they've said. They have not come out and said what they did wrong. Hmm. Is clout still a thing? Is what? Clout. Clout? K-L-O-U-T dot com. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's worth more than I am. It's got 20, 20 users, and it's worth a billion dollars. Huh. Interesting. The only reason I ask is, after I changed my Twitter password, it says, hey, do you want to re- review the apps you have associated? And I forgot about that one. It used to be a big deal, too. I forgot about a bunch of apps I had, and, and some of them were so vaguely named that I actually kept them just because I didn't know what they were. <laughs> What is my cloud score now? I I had forty seven, I think forty seven different apps associated. Way too many. What's your cloud Especially, score, John? Uh, please reauthorize your Facebook. Uh, reauthorize. That's yeah, I have a bunch of those too. Still getting know. those. Uh, still getting those privacy policy emails. Mm-hmm. Got until oh, the fifteenth. I had something for you guys on that. Oh, that's what didn't post. I came across a website today that offered as a service blocking any users from the EU to access your website so that you didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, that won't work. You're such a pain in the ass to talk to sometimes. It won't. (laughs) The EU's the biggest user of VPNs so that they can get American Netflix. Well, I mean, how's that? How's that your issue then? If if the person is coming in through a VPN that doesn't show them as EU, which that's another weird thing about being in Vancouver. I went to go to Pandora, and apparently Pandora is not a thing in Canada. Really? <laughs> I, that makes that, no. That makes sense because of music licensing. They probably yeah. have a completely different competing service. Yeah. So uh, that was really weird. It's like, what do you what do you mean it's not available? That doesn't make sense. It's the internet. Of course, it's available. 
Why does Clout only allow 20 characters in the password? I hate websites that do that kind of crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Annoys me. Sorry, he's taking us back to that. You're still in Clout? My, my Clout score is 44. Okay. Just to answer your question. What was yours? 51. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I, 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 forget. I forget how the whole Clout thing works, to be honest with you. So, yeah. But yeah, that's still there. Fun. So that's weird. I I wonder what happened to that uh that post. Oh, holy crap! It posted to bowlingball.com's to dos. <laughs> let, let me go over there real fast. And uh, I, I yeah, let me see. I have no clue what you're talking about. Uh, bowlingball.com. Yep, there it is, right there. <laughs> What are you so talking gonna, about? I I went to post something to the PHP Ugly uh, tr- uh, Trello board, and um, it posted to bowlingball.com. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there it is. So it's called G- GDPR Shield. And, <laughs> Compliance uh, made easy by removing <laughs> them from your client list. <laughs> that's, exactly, <laughs> that's exactly correct, yeah. I mean, this isn't uh, going to work for very long. The um, American system is looking at a very, very similar si- uh, uh, law to protect us from Facebook. Yeah, I, I think so. I hope or, so. A regulation of some sort, yeah. I mean, I I started looking at this. I'm like, wow, this this whole thing is a massive pain in the ass. Um, you know, if you own a company that has that deals with user data in any way this is such a catastrophic thing to have to deal with. And then I started thinking, yeah, you're going to have to hire a new programmer for this. You're going to have to have a data analytics person. I'm going to have to work extra. At- oh, wait. Now you, now, <laughs> wait, now you get it. Wait a second. <laughs> this is an incredible employment opportunity. <laughs> All right. So you guys are a bunch of doom and gloomers. Let's talk about Wave PHP instead. We... Just released the speaker list this week on wavephp.com. Last on the podcast. We did it on the podcast no. last week. No, we only had a partial list put out at that point. We no, have... it was the whole list. The, the conversation revolved at the end around the fact that Eric had done it without you asking him to. No, I disagree. He's actually right. <laughs> I, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I thought you put more out after that. Well, yeah, we, we we had more we had more people confirm since then, yeah, and and back out at the same time, <laughs> and back out, yeah, yeah. So if you if you submit, Some, sometimes people PhD, sometimes yeah sometimes people say yeah I accept, and then they look at their schedule and like ah crap I shouldn't have accepted so quick. Yeah. So if you if you submitted talks to PHP and you've got a you got a decline notice. Uh, don't count yourself out quite yet. We still have spots. And we still have spots that have not been confirmed. Yes, don't count yourself lucky yet. <laughs> we, we may still find you. We Actually, somebody that's already accepted is one of those people that we've said, hey, we're out of spots, so unfortunately we're not accepting you. And then we turn back and say, oh, by the way, we have a spot now. <laughs> <laughs> and there may be more. I guess I mean, we you... could say his name. I, we could say his name because he actually tweeted that out, right? Did he? Yeah, then he put it out there saying, "Hey, 
he got the email that he was declined, and then we we sent them the email saying, "Oh, oh right, right. yeah, so, that one, yeah, yeah." So Steve Grunwell on Twitter at Steve Grunwell, <laughs> we're we're excited to have him there. Uh, so Eric and I, when we first laid out the schedule, for some reason we did two hour lunch blocks, and then when we thought about, it, we're like, that's way too long. So we reworked the schedule and found a couple extra spots in there and accepted a few more people and steve was one of them that actually outed us (laughs) on twitter about that (laughs) was it the was it the tweet where he's just posted the table flipping emoji probably no he didn't do that i mean he did tweet that two days ago Oh no! This this was out last week sometime. So yeah. <laughs> you guys, so, have you, are you announcing keynotes at all yet? What's the? No, that's, Eric. That's Eric keeps John's getting mad thing. at me about that because <laughs> that's going to be closer to the event. So we have that lined up, and the people I talk to say, "Don't spill all the beans right away. You need to have some build up." So that's going to be a a couple months down the road before we announce that. That's Thomas, super weird to me. Let me ask you a question, Thomas. Have you ever gone to a conference and seen all the speakers and not know who the keynotes are? I'm not saying not. I'm not saying announce at the freaking event. I'm saying no, no, I'm, I'm saying we we announce the speakers. Well, I don't know. I, but we're 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 still months away. What four or five months away from the? Yeah, but you're not you're not infinity from the War. event. You're, you're not you're not hiding spoilers from the public at large. No, we need we need content to to put out to the audience over time. You throw it all out there now. We have nothing a month from now. I said, I'm of I'm of two ways about this. I'm like, going from this. The keynoter told me this. Don't if tell I, everybody if, right now. If I see the keynote speaker and I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that conference. Or like if I see the keynote speaker and I'm like, oh, I totally need to see that conference. But you're, you're telling that, me I think, that the, the no. third superposition of outright suspense is better. I don't know what the, the deal is. <laughs> the, the person that told me this, I value their opinion a lot. And well, I said, hope so. They're your keynote don't speaker. Don't do it now. <laughs> They, they, they said, don't do it now, wait. <laughs> so I'm waiting. What John doesn't understand is, is he's giving the keynoter an out by, by not announcing that person. And, uh, if you, if they you already person, tried taking an out at Austin. They told you they weren't going to be there. I know, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> they didn't know who Eric was. <laughs> he went up to him and said did something you, like... And they did said, you bump into a no, cancellation? No, no. no. Once once Eric told him who he was, he was like, oh, wait, I'll be there. (laughs) I I mentioned how excited I was for them to be coming to San Diego for Wade PHP. And they were like, I I don't think I'm making that conference. I'm like, well, this is awkward because you're the keynote speaker. (laughs) So who's your backup keynote speaker? Sad part is we we have two spots for keynotes. We did select a second keynoter that did back out. That's true. Yeah, and and, and it's funny because the only reason we went with the second keynote is because 
we really wanted this person to be a keynote speaker. And we're like, okay, well, let's just do key, two keynotes. Because, I mean, that's pretty actually pretty common in conferences. And we really wanted both these people to be keynote speakers. And so we create this whole second keynote on the second day. They accept. And then, you know, a week or so later, they're like, oh, yeah, I uh, can't do this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> now, so now, I want to be, now I wanna be totally clear. I want to I address our listeners for, like, the first time ever. I am not in the loop on this whatsoever, despite these two being two of my best friends. They will not tell me who this person is, on air or off. Because we do like a half hour off air after this, and they're still not going to tell me. <laughs> we still not told you. No, it's... <laughs> I forgot that we hadn't told you yet. It's, no, it's totally cool. Doesn't bother I'm not me. bitter. No. <laughs> Nah, drink your coffee, should, should, Eric. Should we, Eric? Should we tell them that there's been other people that have actually guessed it, and we told them? I tried to guess it, and you go. You both started yelling over me. Stop trying to guess. Stop trying to guess. <laughs> Has somebody guessed? We were in the in the Uber with them when they guessed. Oh, oh, in in Austin. Yeah. Is it Marcus? Uh, Do I have to no. bribe Marcus now? No, no, he wasn't yeah. with us. Oh, yeah, you're right. He I did guess, to bribe Marcus didn't I? Yeah, 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 you're right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah. See, so we're drunk. Us. Yeah, so get yeah. a few drinks in us, Thomas, and uh, we'll tell you everything. Oh, yeah, I'll just uh, head on down to San Diego and buy you guys some drinks. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Actually, I'm supposed to be in San Diego uh, in September. Yeah, 19th really? to the 21st, I hope. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, I suppose it'll be too late by then. I, I should probably know who it is. Probably. But... You want a keynote? <laughs> oh, God, no. We've already proven I can drive any conversation into the ground. Why does Naughty or Nice have access to my Twitter account? <laughs> you tell us, John. <laughs> wow. And now it's on the podcast forever. <laughs> okay, to be clear, it's naughty or nice dash social Santa. Social <laughs> Santa? Social Santa. Oh, I know why. What's it's, that, it's, it's, it's that stupid animated Santa down the chimney stuff. Want to find out if you have uh, been good or bad on Twitter this year? Social Santa is here to tell you. Doesn't sound like Santa again. There is no all right, gentlemen. Remember when I said I don't have doom and gloom? So that means such, I'm such a podcast liar. is over. Time to I'm time to close it down. Can we talk about dark patterns? Because it's been on my list, and I am I am so fascinated and in love with this whole thing, and we've wanted to address it. Who's wanted um, to address it? I have no clue what you're talking about. Me and you and Eric, uh, a podcaster, <laughs> a, a video cast YouTuber I follow is Nerdwriter One. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you get started on that, you want to hear something crazy? Before I get started? I was started. No, no, listen to this. <laughs> you remember You remember some time back when we were talking about the whole Facebook does the mic thing and we did the whole bathing suit? Oh, yeah, suit? yeah. And, and we are like, okay, that doesn't work, whatever. I am I am not exaggerating to you. I, I have my wife as witness. So we're here in Vancouver. We're doing the tourist thing. And we're walking by uh, one of these docks, 
and there's a bunch of these um, homes that are on the water. I don't know if they're actually houseboats, because they're not really boats, but they're like these huge homes that are floating on the water, floating homes. And we're like, wow, look at that. That's, you know, that's cool. cool. What's it take to live there? How much does that cost? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, we're just talking about these homes. I kid you not. We get back to the hotel, and my wife gets on her Facebook. She goes, how weird is this? Facebook has an ad on here about floating homes. I'm like, are you kidding me? She goes, no. That seems like a coincidence. How is that possibly a coincidence? <laughs> we have never had this conversation ever. We, we have it today. But we She's did on... scientific proof on this where we all said the same thing and didn't see the bikini t- t- ads. I, had, I, I forgot to put ad blocker off. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that that freak. That I I I changed my whole re- research on that. I, I I totally believe that they're listening. There is just no way she gets back, and she just kind of says it. Like, I mean, we weren't looking for it. She gets, she pulls up her Facebook book and goes, "Oh, how weird is this? There's an ad on here for floating homes." I'm like, "What are you talking?" About? I love that. I love that. Her thought though was, "How weird is this?" Instead of, "Oh my god." Like, how fucking, how terrifying is this? So then, then of course, I tell her about, you know, all that other stuff. But, yeah, it, it, that, I mean, that completely freaked me out. I actually just talked with Jackie tonight about this. Uh, some of the things we heard in Austin about how easy it is to, not necessarily hack somebody, but to gather information and sharing your actual birth date on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Is, is scary and i've always been a big proponent of what the hell people are gonna do it's you know who cares not to say about the birthday just about information in general so because she was always anti-facebook so i was she's anti so i'm pro versus <laughs> somewhere being somewhere in the middle healthy relationship <laughs> go on isn't that what a relationship is so uh-huh. go on so then she's like she she points that out. I'm like, well, you know, things change. I kind of grown up and <laughs> kind of no more now. I saw a tweet from somebody who who said, oh, I'm going to DefCon this year for the first time. It's always been a, a dream of mine to go to DefCon, but the thing about DefCon is you can't have a phone on you or a laptop or any like you can't bring anything to DefCon. And I thought to myself, like, it's crazy that people know that. But then, like, at a coffee shop, log into Facebook. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at DEF CON, it's this weird neutral territory where, I mean, you're basically allowed to just violate anyone's computer hardware and software at will. I don't think anyone's gotten in trouble for hacking people at DEF CON, because that would defeat the whole point. Mm-hmm. One of the favorite games at DEF CON is called Spot the Fed. Do you, have you heard this game? Have not. You During the conference, which is a giant room packed full of people, if you see someone who's a federal agent, you just point at them and scream, I spotted the Fed! <laughs> like, that's the kind of environment this is. But Is there really a federal agent there? Oh, yeah. Oh, lots. DEFCON is terrifying. Like, truly terrifying. Um... You, do you know Cult of the Dead Cow? Oh, yeah. They're San Diego. They're San Diego-based. Yeah. Or they were San Diego-based. I don't know. Yeah. Still they're, they're terrifying. 
Like, there's, they don't follow within the rules of the regular software, hardware, bug reporting industry. They all wear masks and cloaks, and they come on stage, and they do a the most terrifying magic trick you've ever seen. And then they do a PowerPoint presentation about how they just violated everything about your cell phone while you were sitting there. And then they walk off the stage. It's terrifying. And, like, yeah, there's a lot of federal agents there. Uh, but people still, they're like, well, coffee shops, though. What are you Com- going to do? It, like, the hardware to, to dominate a coffee shop Wi-Fi network is, like, $15. Who's going to do that? Who's just going to Ta- get $15 and plug it into the wall and leave it there? Thomas, Nobody. You, you need to you need to focus, Thomas. You were talking about dark patterns. I don't know how you got <sighs> onto DevCon. <laughs> I got I got sidetracked. I'll admit that. <laughs> oh man! I there's Running this video. Running long. Hurry up. There's this video that uh, I believe we've all watched at this point about dark patterns. Did we all watch it? That was like I have not. Sign. Oh nope. my god. You didn't tell me to. <laughs> you literally did. I, it when? was a homework assignment for weeks. When? Like you have Where? to watch this video. It's going to be a talking point. When? Where? How did did you did you mention me? <laughs> you were on the podcast. You were sitting. I don't same... listen to the podcast. You had magnets at the time. I don't know if that is relevant. It's not. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I did know that wasn't relevant, but. Uh, creator, content creator named NerdWriter1 on YouTube who makes truly amazing stuff, very insightful stuff did a uh, a video about dark patterns and dark patterns are UX, UI decisions that are intended to drive you away from your intended destination um, or to drive you into a malicious behavior so one of the big rules in in the email industry is the opt-in or the double opt-in, where you have to have a user explicitly give permission to sign up for a mailing list. Um, The simple way around that is a checkbox that says, uh, I give permission. Um, The shitty website will have that checkbox checked for you. Uh, The really shitty website will make sure that there is an error on the page, and if you unchecked that checkbox, it gets checked again. That's the the kind of behaviors that people intentionally implement into their websites. And this got into stuff like how many clicks does it take to to unsubscribe from Amazon Prime? Uh, how hard is it to delete your Facebook account? I thought you were going to ask how many clicks does it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Roll pop. <laughs> Tootsie. We, all, we all know it's three. We all already know that. <laughs> that owl's a dick. <laughs> Okay, it's way too late. I've drank way too much. Well, after publishing this video, a Dark Patterns website popped up. So this uh, darkpatterns.org, and it's a it has a hall of shame to all of the worst Dark Patterns out there. Uh, one of my favorite ones I saw yesterday was a list of links on the footer of an email... It was uh, terms of service, uh, you know, copyright information, local contact, whatever, support. 
uh, and unsubscribe, which is mandatory in an email if you're going through any number of email providers, except that they had set the CSS hover cursor for the unsubscribe to make it look like it wasn't a link. <laughs> so that so that when you hovered over it, you thought for a second, oh, that's not clickable, and didn't even try. So it's it's the same CSS, same everything in the footer, except that when you get to the one they don't want you to choose, but it has to be there by law, then they say, ah, it might not be clickable. You probably shouldn't try it. It's weird stuff. And we, we've all seen... I, I, I would love to see the stats on that. I bet it didn't change from any other email they sent out. I guarantee you it had a massive impact. Really? The You think? This the unsubscribe it, it was still stuff, clickable, right? It was still clickable, which is very, very important because it means that they're not violating a terms of service for their provider. So if they just get to retain one person because of it, and all it was was a one line CSS change, that's a huge benefit to them. I get that, but I would like to see statistics on how how many people didn't unsubscribe because of it. Well, there's I, I there's understand. More... I understand in the in the in the grand scheme of things, one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand, if they don't unsubscribe, is good. But did it have a drastic impact? There's more mean stuff out there than just that though i mean no that's i, I get that that's, that's squeezing every last drop from the lemon but there's stuff like uh having a, a banner that says powered by strikingly and it's got this down arrow that looks like it would collapse the banner at the footer of the page but instead it pops open the website for strikingly it has no removal effect whatsoever this this sort of expected behaviors being abused for unexpected stuff um, that's amazing. That's a good idea. And even even stuff like websites that have JavaScript that links to apps in the App Store that say, are you sure you want to restore this application? And it's giving an intentionally negative-sounding name where if you hit cancel, you've chosen incorrectly. Stuff like that. But all of these things are being implemented by developers. And... I've implemented dark patterns many years ago for a company that I am very glad I don't work for anymore. But how do you guys feel about a client asking you to do something that just seems casually unethical? Not necessarily immoral, but just like you're intentionally fucking with customers, aren't you? Like if you've had a client come to you and say, I want this thing that's intentionally deceptive on the page, would you guys do it? Probably not. Although I've had these kinds of things happen by accident where clicking on something took them somewhere I didn't intend. So that's yeah, not out of I the think, realm of possibility. Maybe it was a mistake. Yeah, and I, th I think that line in the sand can be drawn in different places for different people. But in general, you know, a lot of it also reputable developers are going to work for reputable companies. I think that's kind of where we're at. We have reputable clients. We're not looking for those borderline clients or those shady clients. You know, we're reputable developers and we go after reputable clients. So, but even with that said, a lot of things can be interpreted as kind of shady. You know, maybe a client, you know, 
the way somebody interprets the wording of a client as opposed to how you interpret it could always be kind kind of there could be some gray gray area there but I, I think the idea behind dark patterns is the intent there there's an obvious intent of deception and um yeah, I, I think fortunately we're in a position where we don't have clients like that, nor do we plan on having clients like that. And to John's point, ha- have we had we been approached to do something like that, we would try to steer the client away from it or just not end up doing it. The, the hard part with that's, that's, org is it looks like all they're doing is scraping Twitter for that hashtag. So it's not like this is a curated list of true dark patterns. Right. I do believe it is curated. Actually, it's curated based off the hashtag. You think that doesn't that doesn't make sense? Who no, it's mean? so this this page appears to be if you've hashtagged something as a dark pattern and the dark patterns Twitter account retweeted it, then it will show up here. Mm. So it is curated as in in the way that it's tweets by dark patterns. Hmm. Interesting. Now, I mean, some of this stuff isn't malicious and and so is just get, tricky. Hang on, hang on. Like the yeah. the picture of sneakers with a with a hair on the JPEG, so that you're compelled to try to swipe the hair off of your phone. That's that's hilarious. I haven't seen that one. But going it's back hilarious, to your striking... but would you do it? Would you implement that for somebody if they said, "Hey, this is a thing we're doing," or would you say, "No, you're intentionally tricking consumers. That's wrong." No, I wouldn't do that but going back to your strikingly one <laughs> i'm being serious on this one i i can see how easy it would be to put the href around that entire block without realizing it so that may or may not be malicious and the fact that they retweeted it and put it on this website doesn't necessarily mean it's really a dark pattern again i go back to there are times where i've made mistakes in setting up emails or content doesn't mean I did it in, with malicious intent. <laughs> well, although now I can I'm tell you, sneaker I one. can tell you that strikingly responded to that tweet and said, "Removing this footer is a feature that our pro users can enjoy. You can check out this page for more information about our pro plan. Okay. Thank you for <laughs> so, your honest feedback." <laughs> okay, so that makes sense. I'm looking at that the sneaker one now. It's funny. <laughs> It It is, and that's where, to me, it's like it becomes such a gray line because the sneaker thing is so smart. And there's another one that's just a really tiny banner ad, but they spent five pixels of that banner ad making it look like there's a smudge of dirt on your phone. And, yeah, it's creative the first time, but when these patterns become common and when, when companies like... Old Navy start using these intentionally deceptive marketing mm. techniques just to get clicks through. And let's be clear here: you're not going to buy the shoe because you accidentally clicked on the link. This is a this is an artifact of how corporations work. Where I managed to get thirty percent increase click through on our ads. Aren't you proud? And they're like, yeah. Right. None of it resulted in any sales. But that's not my job. My job is right. to increase traffic. These these patterns have a <clears throat> a sort of a ripple effect across corporations where people start a trip you know thinking that these are good things and not bad things mm-hmm. and they're they're universally bad even if they're incredibly creative 
Right. And I faced this incredible problem with TurboTax. I filed my taxes, and fortunately, somebody else had this problem as well. They broke down the entire process of going through the lowest paid tier on TurboTax, where it pushes you over and over and over to upgrade to their pro system, even though they openly admit the pro system holds no benefit for you whatsoever. Yeah, but of course they're going to do that. Of course they're going to try to get more money. I think that's different than tricking you. But check the article, because it isn't that they're trying to push it on you. They are actively trying to trick you. And once you accidentally click... On Wait, the wrong, so... If you accidentally click on the wrong continue button, now you're in a position where you have to unchoose the product you've chosen. And there's no shopping cart system. You have to find out how to roll back or start your taxes over. And they do this at the end of the process. So you spent three hours filing your taxes, and then you find out they want $179. How do I roll back to the free version? And they don't tell you how to do it if you even can so they, they try to trick you, and then once they've tricked you, they've trapped you with three hours of your own time. And this is TurboTax. This isn't like Macy's Tax Parade Day company. This is a, the biggest company in tax software a, in America, and they try as hard as they can to intentionally trick you. It's, it's gloomy. Yep, you are good at the doom and gloom. Business. Yeah. I think I just paint myself into a corner and don't don't provide any solutions, and that counts as doom and gloom. <laughs> Eric, you seem you seem amused with that. There you I am. I can I can always tell when I've when I've gotten into doom and gloom and, and I didn't mean to because Eric has leaned all the way back in his chair. He's like, He's, I'm done. I am no longer engaging with the microphone. We are good. Meanwhile, I'm looking at the time on. Audio hijacking, like, all right, this show's got to be coming to an end anytime now. Well, yeah, but we lost like I, half I've an said, hour in Hangouts. I, I, I've said I've, I've said a bunch of stupid stuff that I probably shouldn't have said, and <laughs> it's time. Well, to just follow. give me a list. I'll make sure that they show up in the intro. That's right. Perfect. Actually, I made some notes on things. Is that it? Does anyone else? Does you guys have anything? I did. We we brought up things. No, Just I mean, do you have don't... anything to close the show? You did, with Doom and Gloom. Uh, that's kind of how every not, show ends. You're not supposed to let me do that. You're supposed but to you have do that, it like, every a... time anyway. No, but there's supposed to be like a, a happy topic at the end. We PhD the show's over, that's the, that's the happy topic. Please go to www.wavephp.com and register to attend our amazing conference. Not a sponsor, though. Not a for two, for two hundred dollars, you you have a chance of of getting a free ticket. Or two hundred seventy five dollars, you you'll have a chance of getting a free ticket. Is that a dark pattern? Would that be considered a dark pattern? No. Have you guys? Because <laughs> you have no chance. Have you guys found a platform? No, because two hundred seventy five dollars buys you a ticket. <laughs> what? Did you so guys find I do a that platform often with my hey, shh, shh, stop. I do that often with my, with my wife. I go to a store to buy something and I buy more than I'm supposed to buy and like they had this great great sale if I buy it I get it <laughs> she doesn't exactly. find it as funny as you That's did my point. I have the opposite problem 
my wife will send me out to get something and I'll see it. It's like $8. I'm like, no, we're not paying $8 for that. And I'll just come home without anything. All right. I gotta go. I have things going on. I'm Eric Grant Johnson. I'm John Congdon. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it up. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.